1: mariota gives it to henry henry bounces it outside 5 10 15 stiff arm 20 25 30 40 stiff arm 50 40 30. he's on his feet big chase 20 15 10
2: 5 touchdown titans 99 yards
3: Forget franchise history, that's NFL history, the second 99-yard run, the disrespect that Derrick Henry showed the Jacksonville Jaguars' defense on the way to four touchdowns, a 30-9 victory on Thursday Night Football by the Titans over the Jaguars. I'm Greg Rosenthal, I'm with Chris Wesseling, we're going to get to previewing all the Week 14 games in just a minute, but how do you feel, Wes, on a night we watched a play that I'm going to remind you about at your son's high school graduation? I'm going to say, do you remember that Thursday night we were you know, at work and Derek Henry ran for 99 yards? I told you I'd remind you about it in 20-something years.
4: I'm going to hope that <laughs> in 20-something years, when we run into each other, we're not going to talk Titans-Jaguars.
3: No, well, my point is I'm going to say this game, if nothing else, you never know what you're going to get on a Thursday night. It provided one play that I think you will remember. And now that I've said it and and our listeners, we're going to be still doing this podcast at that point, by the way. You know, we're going si- wow. to be in our late 60s. I'm happy to and, be alive. And all of our listeners that are listening to me now, just put like a little reminder and say, hey, remind Greg uh, <laughs> to remind Wes about that touchdown uh, when old Barnaby Wesseling is graduating high school with a <laughs> <Barnaby>. 4.0. <0." laughs> Can't imagine the paramour going
4: for Barnaby Wesley.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, hey, I mean, that, what more could you ask from, from Titans-Jags, which I was not, you know,
4: I've got to ask for the same Jaguars defense from last week to show up, but that didn't happen.
3: No. You could have asked, yeah, for a close game, but at least you got an exciting performance. Does it make you feel any different about the Titans to see them have a game like this? We've seen a couple where where they put it all together.
4: No, it doesn't. I think that that was a very poor defensive effort by the Jaguars. Mm. And I think this Jaguars defense tends to go as the offense goes. Yes. And when Leonard Fournette got stuffed at the end of a 14-play drive that would have given Jacksonville a chance to take the lead, even though they were being outplayed by the Titans, just felt like they packed it in for the night.
3: I, I get. Yeah, but that, that's a tough one. because, and, and you're right. But people said that when they were in Buffalo, they, the defense kind of gave up. Well, it's it, not But they, the had first a, time they had a shutout four or five days ago. I know it was at home. Well, the, yeah, this is on the road on a short week. And,
4: you know, in, in the middle of – by the way, in the last month of a lost season,
3: yep, it's all fair, and it's a it's a tough spot they were in. But I don't think AJ Boyer at the be- beginning of that play with that Henry made the 99 yard run, which is one play after the Titans defense stuffed Leonard Fournette, a- as you mentioned. I'm I'm more referring. He's not to, he's not trying to not uh, tackle him. Miles Jack. I mean Derrick Henry once he gets going, he's a tough man to bring down.
4: Not the 99 yard run. I'm I'm referring to the back to back jaunts through the heart or lack thereof of the Jaguars' mm. defense in the middle of the third quarter that sealed the game and turned it into a laugher.
3: Yeah, and you're right. The uh, the Jaguars' defense, who I thought overall has played pretty well since, since their bye, didn't have a, a lot going on. Because it was a night – even Marcus Mariota had a killer interception, didn't really have to do much. But the Titans' defensive line won up front on both sides of the ball. I mean, they crushed poor Cody Kessler. I don't think Cody Kessler – you know, as a future star or anything. But he did not have much of a chance tonight with the lack of a running game and the total lack of offensive line play that the Jags had.
4: They now have one touchdown in his eight quarters. (laughs) And I thought that the sequence with that Fournette being stuffed at the goal line really represents the futility of this offense, especially the offensive line. Right. They're running behind Eric Flowers and Patrick Omama, who were released by the Giants like a month ago. Like, that's, that's the left side of the Jaguars' line. They used to be the right side of the Giants' offensive line oh my when gosh. the Giants were considered to have the worst
3: offensive line in the league. That reminds me because there was a play where both of those guys missed their blocks, and Carlos Hyde got absolutely blown up. And how do you pronounce his name? Oma? Oma? Oma, my? I don't know. He tried to go help Hyde up, and Hyde was so annoyed at him, he just kind of glared at him and stood up on his own because everyone's annoyed with the offensive line. The Titans are are, are a frustrating team, to watch, they're not exciting, and yet they have the Giants next week. That's and, not... and then the reeling Redskins. And then the Redskins. And, and then they
4: close with the Colts at home in a game that both the Colts and the Titans will hope things mm. break enough that it would be like a winner go home type of game. Right. But that would in, that would involve the Ravens. I gotta and say a couple though, I don't know. There's cooperate. not many
3: really other than the Ravens. None of these AFC wildcard Card uh, contenders get me too excited, especially after the injuries in Denver. So, I don't know. We might see another Marcus Mariota play, uh, you know, in the playoffs this year.
4: We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that
3: Henry broke Chris Johnson's
4: single game rushing yards record with 238 yards on 17 carries, the
3: fewest ever carries to get that many yards. He gave us something to cheer about. And uh, hopefully week 14 has has more of that in store. And uh, to look ahead to it all on a nice beefy show, let's send it over to Danny Hansis.
2: The Around the NFL podcast. Still don't know the difference between intra and inter. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined in a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler. Chris Wessling and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. We back at the top of the show. You heard the great Chris Wessling and, and Greg Rosenthal break down Jags Titans, but we're not through. We're just getting started. All the week 14 action, Mark, and I know you're pumped.
5: I wanted to see how My long I could Mark go. with his C.
2: <laughs> I wonder if he still even knows who I am, but I, I
5: assume he does. Uh, I wanted to see how long ago without talking in this show, and you you blew up my my plan. Bummer. (laughs) You brought me in right away.
3: Always an interesting strategy for an audio podcast.
2: (laughs) Greg, you have your glasses on today?
3: Yeah, my contacts (laughs) are bothering me, and uh, the reason you can't really wear glasses in L.A. is it's always sunny, but not
2: today. Rainy, no sun. I love it. It's cool. I love this miserable weather. It reminds me of home. Cold and rain, and nobody wants to be outside. Everybody's kind of in a bad mood.
5: Yeah, but you like you essentially just walk to your car. Like for those of us that Uber, you know, Wes and I often mm-hmm. do that. You get stuck, and then suddenly the Uber that tells you it's three minutes away, it's it's sitting in a parking lot, and so it's actually like nine minutes away, and you are a soaking hot mess, one hundred feet from the work front door. Sounds pretty hot. Call
1: though. your Uber from inside and wait. <laughs> Such an like, easy. Like why solution. would you call that it to sit outside in the rain?
2: That's a fair point. <laughs> uh coming up on today's show. Oh, that's the siren. You know the air horn means the uh 26-hour window uh to negotiate who gets to be closest to Wes uh as a groomsman has expired, so I will I will take that vacancy. I will be closest to Wes. Uh, I didn't now know that we are a, a part of the wedding party, Wes was so uh, nice to, to, to offer it to us yesterday. We, we accepted, and now that that window is closed, it's all a first-come, 1st first serve. so I will be closest to Wes in terms of the <laughs> heroes in this room.
5: I mean, the assumption that you have any control over this because there's probably four or five handlers, including uh, the paramour, who is going to be very hooked into, like, the, the line needs to be done by height. I spoke uh, to her. Well, first of all, all right. Well, then, first of all, the best man. <laughs> is, my
3: is, you know, first. So that's been confirmed. Who that is? I said only
2: in this room. Right. I want to be closest. Uh, I want to be better than you guys, basically. <laughs> When I, Wes, the most important moment in Wes's life. I mean, I, I do remember. I want to be close. I though. do remember as as
3: a impending groom, what I liked are like friends or family or just anyone else that wants to tell me anything about how to do the wedding. Like it's, that's it's helpful. Those are right. the friends and the groomsmen
5: <laughs> that I really appreciated. Like super high-maintenance groomsmen that Wes, a month from now, is already regretting involving in this.
4: I'll probably get in trouble for this, but I am all for Dan's philosophy of just do Things the way you want them, and we don't have to be by height or matched no, with no, no. the women in the party or whatever. No, I'm gonna get inside. I don't like all these rules. Yeah, let's just have fun.
2: Yeah, you look over, and I'll just shoot yeah. you a little wink.
3: Yeah, I'm like not like not Dan, and like it would never even cross my mind that that's better to be closer <laughs> or not,
2: right? Isn't that how most humans think? Well, also, you are you're in a tough spot because you know you're in a 50 50 scenario, you're either going to be closest or furthest because you're height. So you, you're you not going to be in the mail. But why would I give a sh- censor either way? I don't know. I mean, Dan, it's, Why would anyone give
3: a censor?
5: Right. It sort of sounds like in your mind. You heard this, the air horn. It's official. But it, it feels slightly like this this one day that Wes and Lakeisha have been waiting their entire lifetimes for. And your mind has a little bit more to do with you and how you're presented in front of a large crowd of people. Yeah. that's I'd find that concerning. Well, Wes is fine with it. Yeah, everybody
2: gets to put on a show, yeah. not just Why do, think we- Why do you think
3: West made him a groomsman?
2: <laughs> Look how close we are right now. It's going to be just like the podcast. Well, let's see I'll if be we all get there the way this is. We should all be putting on
4: a show all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, let's get to the games. Uh, we'll start with the uh, 1 o'clock games uh, and uh, an AFC East showdown of epic proportions. It is my 3-9 and nine New York Jets riding a six-game losing streak uh, up against the Buffalo Bills who uh, found a way to lose, Mark, uh, last week against the Dolphins, but have been uh, competitive in recent weeks and even uh, spanked the Jets three weeks ago by 30 points, a 31-point win at the Meadowlands. Uh, The only difference between that game and this, other than Kelvin Benjamin not being around, is Sam Darnold is going to play for the Jets.
5: Well, and I'd like to see that make a big difference. And I'm not sure that it will, because I get that this Jets team is a, a raging disaster at this point. But, you know, when these guys got drafted, this is what you wanted to see in the NFC East. You wanted to see Sam Darnold versus Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen has carved out this uh, fascinating little niche for himself where he's essentially just an insane runner who has outgained Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Todd Gurley over the last two weeks. I mean, he's an incomplete product through the air, but does some great stuff. But come on, how about Jets? Do something to stop the bleeding. And poor Dan's dad, who having to listen to his last wrap-up. Come on, Dan. I feel concerned for his well-being out there on the East Coast, having to deal with this product week after week. I, you're going to clean everyone out. It's a tough order to deal with Buffalo's defense in Buffalo. But come on, Jeremy Bates. Take the handcuffs off and show us something down the stretch with Sam Darnold. Give, give you something to go into the offseason with. It irritates me how they run this offense when Darnold's been in there.
2: Hmm. It's been uh, Bates isn't coming back. This is not going to be a Jim Bob Cooter situation where the coach gets fired but the OC stays. It's going to be a total house cleaning. So you wonder, even even as a Jets fan, you want Darnold back in the lineup, you want him to continue to get reps and hopefully uh, end the no- uh, end the season on a, sh- on a good note. But I don't know how much carryover there is because the whole thing's going to be blown up. I'm at the point now where it's like, just don't get hurt, please, no serious injury. And that's the most I can ask for, which is not but a lot. A couple games can change so much. Four games is a
3: is a long time in the NFL. So you Geno could know
2: Smith two thousand
3: right. You could you could feel a lot different if he starts. Uh, Sam Darnold making the progress that I think, I'm not being too optimistic to believe that Josh Allen started to make the last couple weeks. I'm not saying. He looks like a future star or anything. But I think you can see some incremental progress, not just that he's making some plays, but that he's he's doing some things you would expect an NFL quarterback to do a little bit better. And if you're a Bills fan, I think you have to be happy because uh, unlike uh, Jeremy Bates and the, Bill and the Jets, I think this Bills staff is returning. I mean, I don't, you never know about the offense. But I remember early in the
2: year, you were wondering, Dan, if McDermott could be gone. There's no mm. way he's, he's gone. No, probably not. Uh, let's move on. Uh, the six and six Carolina Panthers, losers of four in a row, travel to Cleveland to face the Browns. The Browns, uh, uh, after two straight wins, uh, kind of got smacked down by the, the Texans, uh, so they were humbled a bit. They fall to four seven and one, and they are uh, are they in the hunt? Are, would they be in your in the hunt, the Browns, at this point? No, no. They, they are no, no longer in the hunt. They Not had a chance to get into it if they won last week, and now they're done. It's the goal, get um, into in the hunt. <laughs> and then um, Wes on the Panther side of it, who do you is who's the most to blame for this four game losing streak that has really turned the season upside down? Well, I would say
4: in three of the four losses, or at least two of the four, bad luck is, is to blame, but also Cam Newton's sore shoulder the chickens are coming home to roost here. He His passer rating has dropped precipitously over the past four weeks and under pressure situations and um, sideline throws and throwing on the run in almost every category where you can measure arm strength, his passer rating has dropped. Mm. And it matches what we saw on film this week that he can't make some of these throws, especially w- when the, the pocket is muddy. He needs to be able to to step into the throw, get his whole body into it in
5: order to make the throws. This is a major injury, I think. I mean, there's questions about offseason surgery. He had this shoulder, operated it on a couple years ago. And so I, is it one more loss and the Panthers potentially shut him down? Or are you going to try to keep him in there hoping to salvage what certainly appears like a lost season to begin with? Well, I think eight,
3: I think they would wait until they're out of contention, especially with Ron Rivera fighting for his job. I don't think Ron Rivera should lose his job by the way, because I think that North Turner's onto something here and that they should continue on that path, and that over the last six, seven years, Rivera is about as good a difference-making defensive head coach as there is, or at least he's up there, and I just don't think it's worth blowing it up unless you're this new owner that has like a great idea of what to do, but they, I would say the biggest problem is that they don't create pressure. I'm thinking of a couple plays in their loss, who was it, to Seattle, where they blitz, which is not something you know they're known to do, and they still couldn't get pressure, and Russell Wilson picked them apart. Early in last week's game, could not get pressure on... Jameis Winston, uh, and ultimately they're not a good pass
2: rush team, and that's what they've been over the years. They're not the Panthers we knew. And keep an eye, Mark, to your point on – Carolina here if they can't beat the Browns and it is no no shame now to go to Cleveland and lose the Browns are a team on the rise uh, inconsistent but they could beat uh, a lot of teams in their building if they lose this week they go six and seven I agree unless Newton is hurting more or has a setback he'll probably start but then you got New Orleans the next week if they don't win that game if they drop to six and eight I would imagine they would shut Newton down and begin what could be a really tough and uh off season filled with question marks because they twice operated on shoulder, that's like Chad Pennington situation, right? Uh, for a quarterback, and you wonder if he'll ever get it back. The one uh, bright
5: spot that I see in this matchup for Carolina is watching the way that Cleveland was gashed on the ground early on by the Texans on the run. They just—I don't know if it was the scheme—they had these deep safety thing going on, but it was embarrassing. You haven't—they haven't really had that happen to them that way, even though they're the twenty-eighth run defense. It was an embarrassing first half the way that they played defense last week, and Christian McCaffrey's on fire.
2: Uh, let's move on to two of the more disappointing teams in the NFC, the Atlanta Falcons 4-8, and eight, losers of four straight, and the uh, Green Bay Packers 4-7-1. and one. Uh, They have lost five of six, and that uh, slump cost Mike McCarthy his job. So it's Joe Fieldman's first game, Greg Rosenthal as interim coach. There has been this idea, you see it on Twitter, that Aaron Rodgers might take off now, that this could be a change of scenery that sends the Packers uh, off and running. But at what point do we just give up the ghost of the Packers this season? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's because Joe Philbin's going to walk in
3: there and inspire <laughs> the troops or anything. If anything – Tying shoelaces,
2: picking it, up bubble gum.
3: It could happen because Aaron Rodgers is amazing, and he threw a ball 72 yards last week, and no one even noticed in an actual game, and that he gets to play one of the what worst – What do
2: you mean threw it? he threw it?
3: The ball traveled 72 yards out of his hand in an NFL game. I don't know if I've ever seen that in my life. It's pretty good. I mean, he was sort of doing the thing where, like, if it was intercepted, it would have been an arm punt. He was just trying to throw it as far as he could. It almost felt like he was taking out all the aggression Mm. from the Mike McCarthy era on that throw and just saying, screw you. But he could – it, it could be a, a nice little Philbin narrative after this game because he's playing a team that's bad at so many different things, especially on defense, and that's why I'm going with this non-consequential game to lock it up. Mm-hmm. For the Packers. For the Packers. That's right.
4: Everything's just a little bit sloppy with their offense right now. It, Rogers himself wasn't setting his feet last game, too often fading away as, as he throws. A lot of balls at his receiver's shins. Josh Cohen on Twitter has a video of Jimmy Graham – Putting forth absolutely no effort whatsoever in his blocking assignments. It's one of the most embarrassing A lot of pain. It's one of the most embarrassing films you'll see. Jimmy Graham just not even trying. Uh, Green Bay Packers wide receivers running very lazy routes, Mm. sloppy routes, uh, no crispness to them whatsoever. Dan Orlovsky has a tweet on that. There's a lot
5: going on about this Packers offense. Well, and on the flip side, I mean, Matt Ryan took an absolute beating against the Ravens last week. And there's they're talking about that everyone from the head coach on
2: down is like we've got to find a way to protect him better. I mean, these. Well, teams, speaking of guys who could be shut down, he's on pace to be sacked more than he ever has in his life. He doesn't miss a game. Matt Ryan isn't that type of quarterback, but it, and with some of these teams, and let's say Greg does lock this up there four and nine. And, and this guy gets sacked four or five more times. He's like, he's still your quarterback the next five years. Right. When do you just take the
5: L this offense? I don't know how many offenses I've seen that were so lively earlier in the year. It feels totally dead to me well, right they, now. They, dead. Their offensive line is terrible at pass protection. They can't
3: run the ball. They can't stop the run. They're really not much of I mean they, there's almost nothing they do well other than they have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones.
2: And Julio Jones is beat up. He's coming off his worst game, one of the worst games of his career, in fact, statistically. This was my NFC
3: title game prediction. Might be more more people in this room's title prediction. I don't remember. Uh, well, we, we, all the, we all had the Falcons. It's amazing these sure. two teams. Yeah. It's amazing it's this bummer. game doesn't mean anything.
2: I mean, look, the Falcons score, it, it, it is very much like that offense that was driving people crazy last year. 16, 19, 17, 16. They just don't get in the end zone anymore. Let's move on. The Indianapolis Colts humbled in in Jacksonville last week. The big chlorine pool. Shutout 6-0. Nothing. Uh, and that dropped them to 6-6. Six and six. It snapped a five-game winning streak, so they have to get back in it, and they are in the race in the AFC, but they can't give away uh, another loss here, especially uh, against the Texans, who are very close to wrapping things up here in the AFC South. Mark, what do you think?
5: I like this as the comeback player of the year bowl. Ooh. Oh, hey now. Got a little J.J. Like Watt action, some Andrew Luck, Deshaun Watson. I think, you know, the Colts issues go back yeah, Mark. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can sell it that, that way alone. I, I don't. I'm not giving up on the Colts yet. But their issues go back prior to last week. There, the earlier the game before that, they were not hot on offense. And I don't. I wouldn't. This Texans defense is one of the reasons that Houston feels like a team kind of peaking at the right time. They're finally getting turnovers. It was you know Zach Cunningham had a pick six. Last week against the Browns, they victimized the Browns in the first half, four turnovers. And Justin Reed had a, that huge pick six two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, and then had a, nice had a huge fumble recovery against uh, Antonio Callaway last week that I thought really sort of sealed that game. Right, he's like the 12th-ranked safety by PFF. So their secondary's playing well. And, you know, last week they didn't really even need major highlight plays from J.J. Watt or Jadevian Clowney. They, they did it in other ways. And so another tough matchup for Indianapolis.
4: Yeah, their defense, their front seven is swarming right now, and I think their secondary hits as hard as any secondary in the league. They lay the wood, Tyron Matthew and Kareem Jackson especially. This is a must-win game for the Colts, and they're really banged up. T.Y. Hilton is dealing with a shoulder injury. Eric Ebron hasn't practiced it this week. Dontrell Inman has an injury. Jack Doyle's out for the season. Ryan Kelly's not going to play in this game.
5: So you're locking it up.
4: I'm not locking oh. it up. I don't feel as a Colts supporter, I do not feel mm. good about this matchup because the Texans continue to get better and better every week. Mark, you already mentioned their running game, and I don't think that was just Cleveland's scheme. I think it's the Texans are running really well right now. It's been weeks in a row. I'm a, they, I'm they a little really bit bummed, you.
2: Wes. I was a little bit excited for a team of West TL versus team of Zeus TL lockoff.
4: I've got too much at stake. How I got I got thing. Mark hot on my trail. I got the subreddit board hot on my trail. I've got you coming up through. I I can't
3: <laughs> What's the can't spread afford here it? now? In uh, terms of You're asking us a game. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm too back. No, no, my Mark's bad. Mark's one back.
2: Oh, Mark's only one back. Got it. Well, we'll have to the subreddit we'll have to see if they I mean, I'm bounded they do bought something me very stupid told. soon. I I was told that they went to Home Depot. They went to Bed Bath and Beyond. They shopped around for the right deal. They got it. one of those full-length mirrors, you know, like the flattering ones where it's like, oh, I'm looking good <laughs> in this mirror. Yeah. I'll, you know, i this work in the Peloton. It's, it's I mean, full-length
5: off. mirror, you look good depending on who you are. It's not not everyone looks good.
2: <laughs> right, but it's one of those, you know, there are flattering mirrors, and that they got one of those, and that's mm-hmm. good. And and I don't know who they locked up this week, uh, but if, they, if, if I respect their lockup, I will – Say, okay, you basically shamed in the them into here. a suicide mission. I did not. That was the- hey. You take the Browns on the road against the hottest team in the league. That's your thing. Don't put that on. There me. was a little bit of uh, listener versus Dan heat on the Reddit. Board. Wait. So Don't are you week. locking this up? That's Let's fine. We down. love each other. Just sometimes you just gotta be honest. I am gonna lock up the Houston Texans mm. uh, because I mean, I've been doing it. I've been on this team for weeks and weeks, and and I haven't been locking them up every week. And I feel like it's time to sync that up a little better.
4: Can I help the subreddit out here with one little? piece of information. Sure. The hanging onion is a totally different concept than the lockup. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. need to put both of them together. I think there was some confusion on that board that every lock
5: has to be hanging onion. No, it does right. not. It does not. And okay. I, they were on you, I think, because you picked the Patriots at home, which I thought I – Well, took they can take a, a flying leap. No, I thought I took that as more of a bit on your part on some level. Not,
2: well, not really. I do the mirror test, but I factor in uh, Greg's uh, Vegas test as well, and it did pass. I mean, it's something to consider, and I'm
3: surprised coming into this game. Okay, I know one of the most fun things in the NFL right now is Deshaun Watson developing, I think, week after week. There was the first drive of last game, this third-and-15 throw. He threw from the pocket into a tight window. Some of the ways he's changing protection, Dan Orlovsky had a good uh, tweet about that. Like, Watson's getting better each and every week. But I'm kind of – I'm almost shook that Wes is so shook. Maybe he's too – You are, Wes. Maybe he's too close – to the Colts that last week's performance, which was terrible. It was almost like the Jaguars had read all the nice stories about the Colts' offensive line, and mm. they're watching Baldy's breakdowns and whatnot, and they're like, please, we're going to destroy them for one week. But it was only one week. And, uh, you know, as like Tom Brady once said, are you going to lay down? Are you going to fight? Well, if this podcast was <laughs> recorded on Saturday and I had information that T.Y.
4: Hilton and Eric Ebron and Dontrell Idman were hmm. healthy, I would feel a lot different. But that's... You're already without Doyle, yeah. And then if you if all three of those guys are are so banged up that they're game time decisions, I'm not I'm not putting my I mean my supports with the Colts, but I don't
5: well, think they're going to be a really loss good. It's more than people realize, I think, because of he was it wasn't just pass catching; it, it's the way he helped in the run game too. Here's the thing: when these teams play, they've been very
3: close. They were close earlier in the season, and I think the Colts have shown over a long enough period of time that we shouldn't give up on them this week and. I don't know, like, you know, you gonna, I don't know what, you know, there, there's no owner there right now, it's like what, what they're thinking in terms of the the roof or whatever. But I think that rain is traveling from Los Angeles to Houston. and At least the Colts keep this game close. Is,
5: <laughs> is
2: this great, camera? Oh, no, oh, I know no. you're taking that out.
3: Now Erica's just surprising me. Never take it's that
1: out. She works. <laughs>
3: This is, a, this is a field goal game at worst. How'd right you na- do last week? Right now, I did poor. I did poor. We're at three and four of the season. You right, know. But how'd you
2: do last week? Oh and two. Okay. Oh Let me two. ask you. This. I mean, <laughs> the, the listeners should know this. No.
3: Oh uh, yeah. By the way, they... listeners, don't hit me with like, "Ooh, I'm putting on." Uh, I'm putting up uh, real cash. What do you think this you is, Greg, Greg? That's exactly what, what this segment this is. is. Well, you're, you're
5: giving <laughs> advice to gamblers.
3: Well, you know what? You're idiots. I'm not even a uh, coin would be doing better than I can, and you can pick favorites on uh, best bets. We're just trying to have some fun. We're bringing some rain, but it's a small sample size. They're going to cover. I don't this know one. what they're going to cover. This. Of this.
2: Speaking of shook, I think Greg shook a little bit. You don't have the. You seem not to have the confidence in the rain right now.
3: No, I feel fine. It's uh, champion it's on a long a thing. I, I do <laughs> you know, I, I, I do uh, I feel fine, but I would never never it's kind of like fantasy football. I never listen to anyone else's uh, But it's right. not
5: fantasy, it's real money. <laughs> yeah, involving real human lives. Yeah,
3: that's so. On it's them. The You're a grown man. Make your own decisions after yeah. consulting cons- I, if you data if you want tips, from other if people. If you want some tips, I've been having a good season picking
5: games. I think for the health the scratch, of the bit, so I'm not bit. about that. I, I think for the health but of yes, the, of the, three of and the bit, you, you need a nice little two and a week here if you're going to also unfurl <laughs> a second one of these at some point during the show. I think, I think the bit is more just about like
3: life's short. Like, could I could get I could die in the rain on the way home tonight. <laughs> like, would oh, I want to keep those rainmakers and that fun gross? in my pocket? No. <laughs>
2: I'm trying to find on the subreddit, by the way, who the who they locked up. I can't even figure it out. Anyway, let's move on. The Ravens <clears throat> seven and five. They've won three straight coming out of there by all three wins with Lamar Jackson behind center. Uh, but here is the biggest test for the kid. And, and we got the Joe Flacco situation going on here to Chris Wessling. Uh, he's practicing with that hip issue. But here is a real Young. test. Not a great defense. Again, Lamar Jackson doesn't hit up great defense, but a, a game where they're going to have to score points, and it's, this is not going to be 17-14. I,
4: I love listening to Tony Romo because I learned something from him every time, and what I learned last week was he said the Ravens' defense, the way they run their system, they are the best marriage of scheme and talent in the NFL, and – This game for the Chiefs is going to be an unbelievable test for their offense because the Ravens put more heat on quarterbacks than anyone else. According to Tony Romo, he thinks this is going to be a good matchup. Um, And I do too. I think it's a contrast in styles like the Cowboys and Saints. And the real problem with the Chiefs' defense is they are dead last in run. DVOA from Football Outsiders metrics. They don't stop anybody on the run. And the Ravens have about 715 yards rushing in the past three weeks compared to,
3: I think, 166 for their opponents. It's unreal. That's one of the most lopsided stats I've seen lately. And I'm, they just they just made Doug Martin and Jalen Richard look like a nice little 1-2 combo, so you're right. I'd be a little... I was surprised coming well, out minus
5: of minus the-, the multiple fumbles, but yeah. Each right. running
3: back lost a fumble. All of them. <laughs> All three. That's fair, but they they ran the ball well against the Chief. Like, that defensive performance was concerning, because they had been trending upwards, and that was one of their very worst of the season.
5: I love this as sort of this ideological tussle, because mm. the Ravens, the last couple weeks... Suddenly, i obviously not a Ravens fan, but I can get into a team when suddenly they're doing something real freaky, like what this team is doing, but I'd still see a lot of mistakes from Lamar Jackson when they try to do something other than have him be one of the more fascinating guys to watch run the ball of our entire lifetime. I found it interesting that football outsiders tweeted that they're actually
4: down in DVOA over the 3 weeks that Lamar Jackson has played and they're way yes. Yeah. And they're
3: way up in defense and special teams. Well, part of that is he turns the he's been turning the ball over and yep. fumbling a ton even when he doesn't lose lose the ball and some of the, he's missed some open receivers, but as Romo pointed out, a lot of the reason the receivers are open is because of Lamar Jackson because teams are trying to stop the run on third and five. So you can scheme up plays and they're coming up with cool stuff each and every week that defenses really don't have uh an answer for, at least right away. Like it's putting a lot of pressure on this Ravens staff to kind of come up with new things every week, but they've been doing it. And I I, I agree That's what makes football fun. It, it is and I agree with you. It is such an interesting uh, matchup when the Chiefs have the ball because cause the Ravens are blitzing every day. Like, they'll come after you first down, second down. It doesn't matter. If they get you, as Romo was saying, kind of into second and 11, like, they're coming. And the Chiefs offensive line's been up and down. I mean, they haven't been any great shake. So if you're not getting any running game with Kareem Hunt no longer there, and you're into some long-yarded situations, you could see Mahomes make some mistakes like he did in the Rams game. And I kind of like the Ravens to keep this one real interesting. This They're is a little the strange. I
5: think they miss Kareem Hunt through the air too, obviously. But I wonder, is this the kind of game where, you know, we talk about all the time, the old Madden or Tecmo game where you, you're you playing your brother and you decide to get a, like a ground-heavy offense and just – milk out the entire first quarter. And then, oh, by the way, there goes the second quarter, and you keep the ball out of the other team's hands. It's harder said than done, but this is a better option to keep the Chiefs off the field than a lot of other teams Well, they've been doing it. They have the most 10-plus play drives the Ravens do
3: of any team in the NFL by a decent
4: margin. They've scored points in in 18 consecutive quarters, I believe, Hmm. which is – that's the goal, right?
3: But score every quarter. (laughs) Eli is probably going to give it to one of you. I want this game.
2: No, that, I'm not requesting this. That strategy, you can have it, Greg. That ball, that ball control strategy, that works. But don't if you fall behind 14-0. Or well, you can, no, you've got to control the game. You cannot fall behind. I think that if this game is close after a quarter, I think it will be a fun game. But I don't know. The Chiefs at home, I could see. I could this see is a nice little MVP uh,
3: potential moment here for Mahomes. Yeah, it is. Because you you take care of the Ravens. After the week he had last week where he's throwing up Just an insane amount of people. Hey, people ask us which Game Pass games to watch sometimes. Go watch that. Just watch the Chiefs on offense last week. It was so much I know you guys
2: are both, (laughs) and I think Mark as well, have been – saying Drew Brees is your MVP pick. But after week 13, he had to have closed the gap the way he played combined with uh, the Brees th- getting shut down. I, I totally agree
5: with you because I'll always stick to the fact that it's it's a story more than like a real scientific study, especially factoring in who votes. But it's like if you put that Saints game back in week two and they just kept doing what they were doing, no one would even remember it. Right. But because it happens on Thursday night football, it's like, oh, Drew Brees isn't the MVP leader now potentially. It's just it's sort I think of that mo- drives me nuts. Well,
3: I think they're 1A and 1B. I would probably... But it's also a
5: great race. No, it is a great. Yeah, race. I think Mahomes no, the
3: best race. Mahomes in a long time. is setting records and he's doing things that you also just your eyes have never seen. So I well, think he's right there, one A, one B.
4: Yeah, and I don't think you can just off the cuff keep saying that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback in the NFL anymore, because I think Patrick job. Patrick Not Mahomes' talent is up there with anyone.
2: All right, let's move on. The New England Patriots, nine and three, first place in the AFC East. They currently have the second seed in the AFC, which would mean a by for the ninth year in a row, I believe, Greg, if they can hold on to it. Uh, they travel to Miami to face the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins got by uh, the Bills barely last week, Greg. Uh, but Pats, this is Pats season. you know. And and the kids, they do S-Z-E-N, Pats season. Uh, December football, they take care of business in this spot typically. They do, except not in this spot specifically being Miami. Miami's
3: they've troubles they've lost for four or right. five there.
5: What? It's pretty, pretty amazing. This is the one team that seems to get under New England's skin year. many in eras. eras. In this trip, right? They had a, a few big losses
3: in the early Pats dynasty area era, and they had they've now lost four or five there down in Miami. With what, that, what is Wes laughing? I'm laughing because it's around this time every year that we have
4: to remember Ronnie Brown in the Wildcat.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, they also knocked New England That's out hard. of the playoffs. Or at least it was in that 2002 season <laughs> after they
2: won the Super 16 Bowl. 16 years. Ago. Just,
5: there's not much to point
2: to with. Although the, with uh,
5: Rio Pats fans
3: will also remember. I think this is kind of in Miami it was almost where the dynasty started. A Week Five game where uh, Troy Brown scored an overtime kick started that 2003 season. Erica remembers she was six years old back then. <laughs> uh, I but I'm not worried about this game at all. I don't care about the Ford. Oh. And the five. I'm I'm not. I it's weird Patriots fans are super panicky because their offense clearly isn't as good as it's been the entire decade. It's the worst Patriots offense since probably 09, which is you know, it's it's relative. It's still pretty that's solid. Fine. But I like that the way that they've changed gears and they've been way more aggressive defensively in terms of their blitzes. They're playing a little more of a defensive ball control game because they know it's a little bit of smoke and mirrors that it's all around the running backs. But it's okay. There's different ways to win games. Patriots won a lot
5: of games last decade doing that that sort of style. And I think they're doing it well right now. One thing that's happening with the Dolphins, this came out today, that Xavier and Howard has been awesome. We talked about him on Sunday's show is out, it sounds like, but there's talk that he may have undergone or will undergo surgery on his knee. It's a bad That's loss a for, big, for the big Dolphins.
4: This is as good as I've felt about the Patriots since week one. I, the way they're playing, and I don't think you can just like shut down the short passing game or just shut down the running game and then you shut down the Patriots. That's Like why Greg said, you can, you can win it several ways with this offense. That's
5: why I'm going to take the Patriots and lock them up. No, I'm not. I don't do that. <laughs> that was funny. I like that.
3: Dan,
2: Dan's hair was on fire. Yeah, I for was. A second. I didn't say anything. Yikes! It was just okay. Listen, it's a mirror. I, I can't see what. I could. That would not I pass,
3: cannot look in the mirror. That would not pass the um, the point spread test. There.
5: I don't care about that mirror, but I I the one of just you know varied self respect. It doesn't <laughs> pass that. There is something to watch no.
3: though. I think like Gronk. What about the
5: Dolphins? Yeah, the Dolphins got outgained out by They've only had a losing record one week all season. They're about to have it for two. Um, Bye-bye.
2: Oh, one other th- one other question, Greg. I uh, read and I enjoyed your QB end- oh, index thank this you. week. Yeah. And uh, you got Tommy Boy, uh, I believe, at nine, uh, the number nine quarterback. It's been a couple of weeks since uh, the whispers of gradual decline were really starting to percolate. What are you feeling about Tommy right now? I feel about the same as I felt with him all season. That it's
3: not quite. I don't think it's the offense is on an upward trajectory. I think he's doing some some things you would, you know most teams would love out of their quarterback, but the vision and the certainly any plays down the field are not quite there. But that's okay. Like if you remember, I mean they won Super Bowls in 2003, 2004, and he wasn't really making
2: those. Sorts of plays. They're they're more of a, a team that's getting a little tough. You know right, what I mean? He Does have those sub? I mean, uh, prior to two thousand seven or more, what Six, his yeah. numbers are right now? Like that 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 period that's where okay. he wasn't a dynamic like. Uh, producer in terms of statistic numbers and then things blew up in 2000. Well part of it is
3: Gronk is coming off what Greg Bedard called the wor- his worst game maybe in, in like a decade. Old. He he looked he was terrible blocking doesn't look right. Edelman is seems to be playing through an injury, but sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes it's not about one, it's about 53 and that's that's why like I I almost oh, noticed. It was, like, right. it was like it was like I came into the studio today and it was just like leaking a little bit. Like was it was it leaking? Yeah. We're locked through. We're making a rain on this game, too. Uh, nice, I it? know the name of the We're segment. coming downstairs. <laughs> I don't care. That's nine points. Patriots go in there and they
2: roll. All right. Forget historic. You need a couple wins. I'm rooting for you. What I love I, is that I, I like this segment, but you, what I, I know you don't think there's accountability on it, but you need a couple W's this week. At least one. Give us one. I, I'm Dr. Rainmaker. You got to go one and
5: one. or some we... wins. Come on, doctor. <laughs> Some a w. W- Wins, not win. You need multiple. It's also, we're told each, each week that one of our game previews is put on YouTube, and I just realized that was that one where I spent the entire time like leaning back in my chair and like stretching my legs and stuff. going to be a total hit. I
2: mean, um, hey, Jewish
5: doctor down in Miami, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lose. Going to fit right During in. Hanukkah? Dr. Rainmaker. He's still calling for it's the song. Of censored. Light the <laughs> candles.
3: Censored. The
2: office hours are open all weekend, baby. <laughs> You're going to lose your license right. if you don't start winning. Come join the celebration. Malpractice. <laughs> hey, speaking of the holidays, this holiday season, treat your family to world-class steaks. Burgers, chops, and more with Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks is a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef hand-cut by Master Butchers. Master Butchers in Omaha. All beef is USDA-inspected, and you even have the option to customize your cuts. Right now, Omaha Steaks is giving an amazing limited-time offer to my listeners... Hey, that's what the copy says.
5: <laughs> I mean, you're always asking for the copy to be adjusted. You you could fine.
2: request this that <laughs> to be a little bit more team oriented, but that's or you could just adjust it. Uh, listen, you got to read the copy. That's what they ask for. Uh, in fact, look at this. Look, please read the bold points verbatim. It says right at the top.
3: Feel free to personalize any anything else. Can people on this show use that code?
2: When you go to omahasteaks.com and enter code AROUND into the search bar, this is for you, Wes, you'll right. get 74% off Omaha Steaks family gift package, originally $195. Now, 74%? Yep. That's it, yep. that's a hefty percentage. Absolutely, guys. Let's stay in business here, please. Now it's just $49.99. Order now and you'll get four hand-cut top sirloin steaks, two premium pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha Steaks burgers, four kielbasa sausages, all beef meatballs, four perfectly browned potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets. Mark, that's for you. You can dig in on that. <laughs> yeah, Plus, give those to me. Get four tartlets. more burgers for free. Get this limited time package for only forty nine ninety nine when you go to omahasteaks.com. Mm. Type around in the search bar and, and add the family gift package to your cart. I heard Mark Maron in his podcast read that same
3: ad, and I almost see it like as a challenge because I feel like our listeners should be manlier and
2: – like steaks more than, mm. than Mark Maron, we can take them down. Did Marin Did they send Maron steaks?
5: Mark, how do you
4: feel I'd about that? I'd love to have Greg it
2: personalized. I, don't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. with manliness.
5: I think it's it's you know shortsighted. It's a jump <laughs> to conclusions. It's yeah,
2: pretty- no,
3: that's true. It's also sexist. Like no one likes steak more than than my wife and many
2: women. I have think you too. you, know, so you might really have stepped ste- into in
5: multiple it. ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's move on. NFC South matchup: the Saints at ten and two. Uh, Travel to Tampa to face a frisky Bucks team. Mark five and seven. They've won two straight. Drew Brees, though, I I buy into this. Some people say, "Oh, these are fake, made-up sports narratives." I like teams that are angry, and they just got kind of humbled after a hot run, and now it's like, I don't want that team after they got shut down for the first time in two and a half months. Good luck to you, Bucks. There's a couple games like that this week, and I I agree with
5: you. I have kind of been sort of just dismissing the Bucks here and there as a bit of a disaster, but I thought they played one of their more complete games last week. And they, you know, it came down to the end against Carolina, but they also in that game fumbled the ball at the goal line. It wouldn't have been nearly as close as it may have been at the end had that not gone uh, Carolina's way. I still, though, despite the turnovers, that was a nice change for Tampa Bay to, you know, to wreak havoc against the Panthers with all the with all the takeaways. But they still remain the team that is allowing the highest completion per- percentage in the league, the highest QB rating, and has gone. S- and here comes Drew Brees, and who is completing like 91% of his passes, roughly. <laughs> roughly, <laughs>
2: that's close.
3: Been better though over the last month. Really the well, they got part of part no, of it I, is their opponents, but I, I they think, got Levante that, David back last week and Gerald McCoy came back the week before that. So yeah, I think they flipped healthy. the script a little bit last week. McCoy was week, the, and so, the MVP of that game and, and that was I agree with you, that was their best game overall this year. You know, I
5: thought Jameis Winston actually played a a clean you the things you kill him on it was a different kind of type of performance from him and so i don't think it's just to go in and blow out the bucks type thing uh i don't really see much of a home field advantage in tampa bay at all and that the road is where maybe you can get drew into drew Brees's mind i guess but this isn't like hey here's what the cowboys did let's go copy that formula because we're the bucks no
4: (laughs) yeah i'm not going to fall into the recency recency bias trap here the saints should win by double digits in this game what about outcome bias <laughs> well that's i mean yes I like things that actually
3: happen versus like, things that happen in other people's heads okay they they should <laughs> they should but but this is a tough matchup and some matchups within the division why is it a tough matchup because the Bucks have beat them two straight, they beat them in Week Seventeen last year in a pretty big spot for the Saints, and the Saints couldn't get that done. That was the game of the century. I brought. You up think these are the same fans. teams? No, they're not. Okay. But Dirk Cutters four and three or three and two against Sean Payton. I'm just saying they've struggled against the Bucs. They lost. their one of their losses this year is against the Bucks. It, it should them be maybe it, when we were to, in London. They're it's a, totally different team than they were in, in a, September. Absolutely, but I would say the Bucks defense is better, and if the Bucks can avoid turnovers, which they have the last two weeks, and this is a much tougher matchup for them. I, I think the Saints' eyes, because of those recent results, are wide open that the Bucks are, are a dangerous team for them. That's all. Is there any way let's say they Some division matchups off. like Dolphins, Pats, for whatever reason, it just it's insane that
5: Dirk Cutter has a winning record against Sean Payton? It, it also there, might mean nothing. Is there any shot if they ever pulled this upset over New Orleans that Dirk Cutter keeps his job? Is there any way we move into another year of Dirk Cutter? Sure. If they go eight and eight or something, he would have a shot, don't you think?
3: He gone. I don't
4: way, think that's gonna happen. This by the is way. I'm just
2: saying. uh saying. This is if you're listening to the show, you're probably aware. This is for almost every fantasy league the opening uh of the playoffs. And you're feeling good if you got Alvin Kamara because the Bucks get tore up. Now, McCoy's back and that's that's important to keep in mind. But they are on a really bad streak, seven straight games, so their opponent has over hundred yards uh rushing. So Kamara is set up well to do some damage.
5: And Mark Ingram.
2: And Mark Ingram, Mark, Mark with, with a, a K. K.
5: My dog Mark <laughs> with a C. Eric is like, it is already the weekend in my world. <laughs> like, what is she doing? She's like swiping right She's
3: back,
2: there. writing it in her diary.
1: I'm pickier. Go left.
2: Uh, let's it's like putting social up for the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Giants are four and eight. They've won three of four, but well, when you start one and seven, it doesn't really matter. Uh, or does it? They travel to DC. Landover, to be specific, to face the Redskins, who are skidding. They're six and six, and oh my goodness, Chris Wessling. They have Alex Smith. He breaks his leg, and by the way, there's news—not great news. Uh, we don't know how terrible news, bad it is. Uh, but uh, there was a news today that came out that he's dealing with an infection in the area of where he suffered that broken leg. It was one of those gross. Injuries where the, the bone goes through the skin, and I, I think that is complicating things, perhaps. He had a
4: spiral fracture, which yeah, is about a total the worst mess you
2: down there. And uh, I do remember going back to Tom Brady in 2008. He had an infection after his surgery. Remember, there was a lot about yep. that. And then he ended up fine. So hopefully the same thing with Alex Smith. It's just a part of the recovery process and a little a bit of a setback. But that's something to keep. By the way, on. he's in a hospital room next to Colt McCoy. I right. find that to be
5: a, pretty much a picture of the Redskins
2: season. Yeah, that was part two of this is that then Colt McCoy uh, two weeks later breaks his leg. Not as ghastly an injury, but it ends his season. So now it is Mark Sanchez against the New York Giants. Chris Wessling, how you feeling?
4: Well, I thought about locking this up in the Giants' favor, but I couldn't look myself in the mirror. Ooh, They're a much better team than the Redskins are right now with Mark Sanchez in half a playbook, mm. and their offensive line had another couple of injuries. you feel that strong,
3: week. you should be making it rain this week because, you know, it's a pretty close little, uh, close little spread. There. Are we back well, here again? I'm saying no,
2: we're not. <laughs> I'm just saying if he's feeling so I good. I anoint
4: you as my rainmaker.
2: Let's <laughs> um, get like Lucinda Williams playing for Wes when he does his rainmaker. Oh, I like that. <laughs>
4: Landon Collins to IR, out for the year. But really, what I really want to talk about with the Giants, Dan, is the reigning special teams player of the week. Oh. And you know that ever since Graham Gano took a turn for the worse, there's a vacancy right there at the number two spot in the kicker rankings, right behind Justin Tucker. And I want to nominate. Aldrick Rosas. Rosas! A guy built like a linebacker. He kicks him that. from 57. He kicks him from 40. He kicks him from anywhere. He'll tackle you on special teams. Excellent this play. guy's money, and the players and coaches love him there, and he doesn't miss kicks.
3: Dan just, like, reclined and unbuttoned the top of his pants. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> really
2: weird. Uh, a, <laughs> on, a, a very S- nice foreman. kicker, a guy that's going to be uh, – you know, in a lost year for New York football, uh, the kickers have been good for both uh, New York teams. Yeah. Uh, so you have that going for you. Hey, and the kicking elements. I like. I, hey, I, I I do enjoy
3: the section of the season where Eli Manning, out of spite, continues to ruin the draft pick of the man that will replace him. <laughs> it's like, smart. it's just like a fun part of the year.
2: Morris said he's not as bad as you want him to be, and his I, and he's you know
3: he is like the Giants. He's the twenty third or fourth best. They didn't win last entity. week because of Eli. Uh, I I, I they're, they're gonna regret these he wins. Had some bad. Plays. I think they're not going to get
5: their quarterback in the draft. I
3: think there is a chance um that they'll keep Eli though and oh, draft yeah. and draft someone.
5: There's a chance. Well, I'm fine as long as part 2 happens <laughs> and not in round 3, not Kyle Laletta again. Another guy who's going to stop flying Lalea. off the highway in week eight, getting upset at and, least, and running away from cops. And <laughs> I, I talked on <laughs> – That's what you build around. <laughs> I talked on her Twitter show that they shouldn't get rid of Jay Gruden,
3: who I think's done a good job overall, and it, he's an offensive coach. But by the way, the Redskins' defense, which has been pretty bad overall, is not that injured. And it's still a bad defense, as it's been throughout the Gruden era. So he
2: doesn't deserve a pass for that. I have a deeply unpopular hot take, especially in this room. And it's even a little hard for me to say because, because uh, my team's quarterback. But I don't think the Giants got their draft pick wrong. Who's the Who's the that's best? That's not on that?
4: That's not unpopular in this room. I thought it was. I thought. well, no, I don't subscribe to the theory I, that, that you have to
5: take a certain position at a certain. I think that's I, a me thing, though. I would. I would rather if I'm a Giants fan.
2: But a lot of Giants fans disagree with this. So I think. And there, Barkley is, is having a historic rookie season. I mean, Mayfield has been as good as advertised, and maybe better with Cleveland. Uh, they did, but the giants didn't have a choice to get mayfield. Right. They took Saquon Barkley and who knows with Sam Darnold or the other rookie quarterbacks, but what we've seen so far is that Barkley is a best case scenario generational superstar talent. I don't think they botched it. I, I would just say this: I think
5: you can make you can make the right, but you'll feel
2: differently if Sam Darnold turns into who you
3: think it, right. it's yes. so early. Like you an, almost can't say it. Yeah. So I I think they should have taken a quarterback there. I do too. I don't but think you are right. anything time, to do with Sam Darnold. You kind of need the, time to Saquon tell Park. how those other guys. But it does. Uh, it looks better now than it did in August. Especially because they seemed to put the message out there that we were in on Baker. But if we couldn't get Baker, then we weren't going to take a quarterback. And So they thought, Baker, that there was a significant uh, gap between him. And if
5: it turns out that they were right, then you're right. It also looks better because Darnold's been injured for a while, and we've forgotten about some of his better moments, and he's trapped in the Jets offense where we have no idea what he is. Well, One one
3: thing that's different, which I I wrote about on QB Index this week, there aren't that many teams that are looking for quarterbacks this offseason. So it might not be as hard for them to maneuver. I don't know what the draft—all of that— uh, it's really just the the Giants, the Redskins, and the Jaguars that I think are like absolutely desperate, and the Giants and, have the worst record of those. And I have I to say,
2: same as Jack, as where I grew up, and one of the frustrations of growing up as a Jets fan in Giants country, which is what uh, uh, the neighborhood and the town I grew up in was all Giants fans. They seem they usually seem to get it right, and it would get me so mad that the Giants always seem to make the right decisions and the Jets always mess it up. So we'll see. Maybe they won't get a quarterback and it will be an abyss there for a decade. But let's see how it plays. Barkley's one of four
3: running backs right now on pace for 2,000 yards from scrimmage. That, that's never happened. I don't think the, and it's ever been three, even Gurley, Zeke, McCaffrey,
2: and Saquon. Uh, let's move on. The Cincinnati Bengals are 5-7. and seven. Uh, they went into their bye at 5-3 and three and have lost every game since. And uh, now they travel to the StubHub wow. Center. It might get loud. Hey, we might actually have a majority Chargers fans at the StubHub Center because who from Cincinnati is traveling to see this Bengals team, Greg Rosen? <laughs> they're not I mean, even or
5: could do, they could be masquerading as empty seats, but fair enough. They,
3: they, uh, they're not even showing up in Cincinnati, those Bengals fans, and and why would they? This is a, a dead team walking, so let's talk about these these chargers we we did the Sunday night game last week and we enjoyed but one thing I I don't think we really talked about during the recap was in a season full of special Derwin James games I mean that was a great statement for defensive rookie of the year I thought that was his best game of the year he did a little bit of everything and who's competition Darius Leonard Leighton Vanderash Bradley Chubb Mm -hmm.
4: to me I and this
1: Lander (laughs) Vanderash is rugged downhill thumping linebacker ah! who sits atop an erica list for defensive erica. rookie of the year there he's a go. rugged a tall drink of water shut up i'm doing something football related
3: Swim, <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> To me, it's Derwin James it. and Van Der Esch are the two. Cause.
4: Oh come on! You cannot leave Darius Leonard out of the conversation.
5: Okay,
3: have he's an, leading the NFL. Have tackles. a nice
4: conversation. Hey, why? hey why? hi, Darius. T- tell me why. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? Tell me why. Wow,
5: that was a tell me why. He
4: leads the NFL out. tackles. He leads okay. all these linebackers in sacks. He leads them all in big plays. All right. Right. Well,
2: h- how can he not be in the discussion? Oh, back down, Greg. Go back at him harder. Let's go to the lab. <laughs> that is ridiculous. How can you just take a guy out because you don't think he, he can be? He could be in it, but you only get one
3: vote. And in my heart and mind, these two are among the best at their positions, rookie or not. And I'm not sure I, would put Le- I wouldn't put Leonard there. Why?
2: I don't know. Okay, I don't really know. <laughs> is is Greg still in the wedding party?
3: Yeah, I just like. What you can't
4: just
2: remove a good player because Here, you don't watch I, him I, enough I, or
3: something. I don't no, know. I, I mean I watch the Colts every week. To me, okay, you, he's been great. I don't think he's been as big of an all like first team all type of difference maker that Derwin James has been. And Van Der Esch has been a shooting star. It's only been five or six games, but he hasn't been at that level. And well, the there.
4: Well, Darius Leonard's been at Van Der Esch's level all year. See, it's just saying. Van Deresh who's catching up now.
3: I would disagree. You're my Van I mean, I love
4: Van Esch as much as anyone, but you—that is what you're doing to Darius Leonard isn't right. That's that.
5: That's fair. Prediction: Chargers win. That. I think the, t- the star of the game, a guy that we liked a lot last week, will be Justin Jackson on offense. But I predict a Joey Bosa explosion. Mm. Get the KC with this win. They
3: shouldn't lose. Get a the KC explosion. without losing this game, mm. and we can. Good point. We can. Everyone is. <laughs> He's gonna the blow Chargers. up
5: Jeff Driscoll about five or six times.
2: The everyone's Everyone's patting the Chargers on the helmet as they as they should after that great comeback in Pittsburgh, but not do not do the Chargers thing. And below this game, going no. to Casey. Well, Take care of business.
5: No. No, I, A.J. Green.
3: Haven't just done that. I'm a little worried long-term about their offensive line, but their
2: matchups coming up,
3: it might not hurt them. They're they're starting to look a little more like those old Chargers offensive lines.
2: Once upon a time, Chris Wessling fell in love with the Colts. That affair is over. He is now in bed with the Denver Broncos. Oh, wait. Oh, that's that's not true anymore either because Emmanuel Sanders blew his Achilles. In practice yesterday, I wasn't
3: in bed with the Broncos since. September. Now it's just like him and. <laughs> I lost track, It's just him like. and Darius Leonard under the sheets having a
5: <laughs> conversation. Oh, you're in my conversation. These are like those middle school uh, relationships that out, last Greg. for like three or four weeks, and you feel like you've had like
2: a real love affair. This oh. is it. Is one of you know we know each other so well by now. When Greg's a little bit annoyed about forty-five seconds and two-minute passes, and then he'll come back at you. With another <laughs> I
5: well, he was in his his head was the brain was working on how no, to come back, would, how to like unseat Wessling. It's less
3: annoyed and just yeah, just trying to get the last word because I'm a jerk.
2: <laughs> the uh, Broncos, anyway, six and six. But yes, the the Sanders news, and we talked about it on because the 49ers are playing out the string.
5: As we discussed on Wednesday's podcast, the Emmanuel Sanders injury <laughs> is no I'm uh. But I do think since all that Vance Joseph is, uh, is, is under fire business right before that Cardinals epic blowout over the Cardinals, they lost to the Chiefs by a touchdown. They lost to the Texans by two points on a last-second missed field goal. They knocked out the Steelers and Chargers and shredded the Bengals and Cardinals. And I feel like if you're John Elway, or if you guys were John Elway, would you keep Fans Joseph or not? Is that Does it have anything to do with the coaching being improved, or is it, no, this cannot work, we have got to move on?
4: The, the last month of the season has to play out in order to,
5: to say that. If they crater, if they just fall on their What if the season face, magically ended today and you had to make the decision today? Mm, I it don't
4: stumped know. Stumped you. Because the, he's done a good job getting that defense to turn around, but his – his strategy at the end of halves and
3: at the end of games yes. is so bad that, mm-hmm. that I don't know. Seems to kill him with a decision almost every week. In He's fifth in DVOA right now, the Broncos are, which is wild. Like the, and there's a decent, amount of, a decent gap between them and the next group, which is the Steelers, Bears, and Patriots. So they, they have been, to your point, they've played good teams tight. They've been unlucky with injuries. I mean, they're missing three-fifths of their – offensive line I do think though this is a matchup where it is fair to criticize John Elway because the man that he most strongly considered for that job other than Vance Joseph or at least thought about He's on the other sideline, Kyle Oof. Shanahan. And I think that would have been the way to go. And there was some thought that Kyle Shanahan is going to want to do things his way and have a little too much say in personnel. And Elway didn't want to give up that control. A lot of hirings are made that way, trying to preserve your own power. But maybe that's not what's right for the
2: whole organization. This regret's for John. <laughs> Let's move on. The Detroit Lions, 4-8. and eight. Uh, They've lost 5-6. of six. Uh, They travel to Arizona to face the Cardinals got that win in Green Bay last week, probably helps Steve Wilkes, Chris Wessling. It definitely helps Steve Wilkes, who's, who, who probably is the leading one-and-done contender at head coach in the league. But these are two rookie head coaches that have struggled in their first years.
4: Yeah, good luck guessing who's going to score in this game. The, the Lions' lone touchdown last week came on a coverage bust where Levine Toloilo set up a tackle-eligible touchdown to left tackle Taylor Decker that was the lions offense last week. The cardinals offense was Josh Rosen with happy feet behind an offensive line that has five players on IR, one released and another one not playing because he's injured. They're basically playing two rookies and three castoffs on the offensive line. These are two of the worst offenses in the NFL and I imagine Dr. Rainmaker might think it's going to there's going to be drought conditions in this
3: game. Mm. Ah, nice play. <laughs> Basically. I'm not even sure what that means in the context of uh No offense. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean. hard to uh, no rain coming. I, I, mean, the, I would uh, I would take the lines on the
5: road. People a little Doesn't calm, Doesn't,
3: calm down doesn't Dr. Hardly. Rainmaker
4: ever consider unders?
2: No, I don't know. I got to talk to the
5: good doctor that, about that, that is an aspect of what you're what you're all involved in here. You're wagering endless wagering. Mark, you sounded don't like you had wagering. a
2: final thought on this game.
5: Well, I couldn't agree more with West that I thought the Lions defense gave the Rams trouble and Jared Goff trouble early on, but they couldn't get out of their own way. They were two for 11 on third down. Awful,
2: awful watch. Bad job on third down by the Lions last week. All right, let's uh, move <laughs> on. Right, that'll be fine. <laughs> let's move on. No, it's, it's a fact. No, it's, it's good to get that final point in. Um, before I've we, been struggling over the last couple of seconds. <laughs> before we hit the home stretch of today's show, I did want to do a little housekeeping on the show. It, it Sometimes the Thursday show is tough, and then really the schedule of this podcast is tough because we don't get time to take care of some things. And one of the things that we need to take care of, because I think it's only fair, is reach out to Dave Ily, uh because he came on this podcast uh, multiple times, in fact, and pitched himself as the best man. Mm. And on Wednesday's show, not only did he not um, – uh, was not in, um, among the um, people named as groomsmen, as is the case for myself, uh, Greg, and Mark, uh, we also learned the, the the best man has been selected – I don't know if that's public, but I can tell you that it's not Dave Ely. Dave Ely not in the wedding party, so we, we should speak with him on that subject. Is that all right with you, Wes? Sure. I think he deserves the forum at the very least. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's, let's dial him up, Erica. Got to call down to the newsroom. NFL, this is David. Hey, Dave, what's up?
6: Hey, how's it going? Uh, You tell me. Um, It's going fine. I actually, um, I know what this is about, and I have a speech prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, if you don't mind, I'd like just to get my statements out of the way first. No, I,
2: I, in setting this up, I said it's only fair that you do get this forum because obviously this is a crushing personal setback. Go ahead. Another, the latest.
6: Earlier today, I congratulated Lakeisha and Wes, and offered to work with them on behalf of our country. I hope that Wes's best man will be a successful best man for all Americans. This is not the outcome I wanted, or we worked so hard for, and I'm sorry we did not win this competition, for the values we share and the vision we hold for Wes and Lakeisha's wedding. I know how disappointed you feel, because I feel it too, and so do maybe five other people on Twitter who invested their hopes and dreams in this effort. This is painful, and it will be for a long time, but I want you to remember this. My campaign was never about one person or even one wedding. It was about the country we love and sparkling rosé for any and all occasions.
2: (laughs) What the hell is he talking about?
6: A famous person once said, It sucks not to be Wes's best man, but it was an honor to be considered, even if only as a bit for a podcast. Mm. And it's that quote that gives me solace right now. May God bless you, and may God bless the Around the NFL podcast.
2: God, I wish we had a leader like you, Dave. (laughs) That was... Sitting in the big chair. That That was sort of
5: like Bobby Kennedy-esque performance by David Ely.
2: That was big of you,
3: like Bobby Kennedy like at at the end of a long night. (laughs) My
4: takeaway from this is I've seen Dave's leadership up close and personal. It's something to behold. And for that reason, I am not surprised that he had four people along with him on Twitter for this this venture. I'm impressed that you got four people. (laughs) The Dave Ely hive runs deep.
3: Well, I, I would consider myself... Maybe a sixth in this, uh, not to you know make. Throw it. me in there. Okay, a seventh yeah. with you, with you, Dan and Mark. Eighth. Because I think people forgot early on there was a lot of best man talk. But I took, um, I got involved in another conversation. I was taking plus three fifty. He doesn't even get invited. And well, um, make it rain? Rain After that, I yeah, mean, yeah, are we? Do right we ahead. have a? Do we have a resolution on that?
4: We don't have a re- resolution. Ooh, I'm, I'm not done. Good. I'm not done with the save the dates. Those, those odds are dropping.
5: Well, I would try to get there as someone's date.
2: well that i mean that brings up another question because you just you look at at the setbacks for dave i mean you look at the college sweetheart and 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 she left him behind and then cam newton and the panthers censored the bet in the super bowl cam gives up in that game they've never been the same and now you just have to wonder after this latest setback at what point when does charlie brown kick the football uh, is that from? Is that is that rhetorical
3: or are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> answer, good answer.
2: <laughs> no, but uh, it's like if your ex-girlfriend that dumped you, Ely, if she invited you to her wedding, would you go? I kind of feel like you would say no and wouldn't it be the same way with Wes? Wouldn't it be too hard to see him up there at the altar?
6: Like- um, I mean, I think
2: slightly different circumstances, but uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it would um, it'd be tough. Yeah, it would be tough. <laughs> <laughs> She really hurt you. That's true. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, all right, I mean, Dave, the, the, we got to wrap this up. The, the pain with this one is more fresh, though. Yeah, that's true. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid. <laughs> it does bear the whiff of what happened with you and her, though. I, I guess so. I mean, it echoes you, are, back you, are the, you are the expert there. All right. We love you, Dave. Hang in there, and hopefully you do end up on in that invite li- list. All right. Well, I'll be uh, checking my inbox. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye, buddy. Hey, did you know that Lowe's is the new home of craftsmen? <sighs> We do. (sighs) You'll find an ever-growing selection of mechanics, tools, tool storage, and more in-store and online ready to help tackle projects throughout your home like Craftsman's... Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa! Like the Craftsman's V20 cordless power tool lineup, which features a high-capacity lithium battery that's part of Craftsman's interchangeable battery system. So it works with all the tools in their V20 lineup, giving you the runtime you need and the power you deserve, not to mention a longer cycle life resulting in an extended battery life. You also want to check out the V20 brushless power tools, proudly made in the USA with Global Materials in Charlotte, the hometown of Dave Ely, North Carolina. These brushless motors deliver high efficiency and greater durability. Pair them with Craftsman Power Tools accessories like drill bits, saw blades, saw blades, two saw blades, and more. Lowe's is my new go-to destination, but all of our go-to destinations where we can explore the latest innovative Craftsman products, including their new V20 Power Tool battery platform. Lowe's is the new home of Craftsman.
5: Are you one of those people who always felt you could write a novel? You watch all these other people publish their books and wonder, what about me? What if we told you, you have that power too, even if you never wanted to write a book to begin with? The novel writing shop in Encino, California, has been churning out award-winning novelists since 2014. Our method is foolproof. If you're a working person, simply tell your employer you need three weeks off from work. Do it with confidence because we're about to change your life. If you don't work, but perhaps parent children full-time, tell friends and family to pick up the slack for the next 21 days. The novel writing shop in Encino, California, will take it from there, putting you through our workshop, which guarantees, that's right, guarantees that you will exit after three weeks with a fully edited novel between 500 and 750 pages in length. I know what you're thinking. I've never written anything longer than maybe a term paper on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Don't worry. Many clients come to us with no interest in writing whatsoever. Nothing beyond emails and texts. Some of them do nothing more than sext people but it doesn't matter. Every one of them exit the novel writing shop in Encino, California with a novel of at least 500 pages. And guess what? No less than 94% of these novels go on to be published in lucrative deals that lead to more work. You are guaranteed to become a public figure. So what you're really telling your employer is, see you later. Censored. Come on down to the novel writing shop in Encino, California and find out who you really are.
2: A lot to unpack in our ads today. That's a lot of promises there. A lot of promises. A lot of promise for the Dallas Cowboys. 7-5. First place in the NFC East. Winners of four in a row. They host the Philadelphia Eagles in a late game. This feels like a game that, you know they're going to send Joe and Troy there. Feels like it. I don't know. You're the expert, Greg. You know this stuff. Uh, but it feels like, oh, let's get Troy and Big Dave. <laughs> and Troy December. lives like
5: five minutes away from here.
2: Yeah, and Troy can give his, like, you know, nice spin on the NFL from his old uh, haunting grounds.
3: Yeah, and the Cowboys are St- stomping grounds?
2: the most highly rated. You know, they're in, involved in like nine of the most highly rated 10 games of the year. Just makes sense. Anyway, Greg, uh, Cowboys gunning for five straight. Uh, you think the the Eagles are going to shake up the NFC East once more? I don't. Neither do
3: I. I think the the Cowboys are a better team. I I don't count the Eagles out just because of the style that the Cowboys play. It invites close games. I don't think their offense has made massive strides over the last month, but their defense has. I mean, and there was nothing. I was so amazed by that performance. I had to go back and watch. It. And there like there's nothing magical about it. This is Rod Marinelli's vision come to life, which is not a fancy. It's not an offense where you're going to the opponent with scheme you're going to do it with fundamentals you're going to do it with filling gaps with tackling with all 11 guys like flying to the ball it wasn't just Leighton Vander Esch although there was one play that was amazing where it was a total busted coverage he knew it before the snap he was trying to tell his his teammates no one knew and so he just filled the gap on the other side of the field by himself I mean Alvin Kamara could not get to the outside against this guy he's incredible But it was all 11 guys. Noah Brown had a great game. Byron Jones had a great game. Demarcus Lawrence uh, ate Ryan Ramchek for lunch. That's a potential all-pro. He wasn't picking on the other side of uh, tackle. So it's everyone playing well, and I I just can't believe that they're going to give up more than 16 points to this lackluster Eagles offense, and I feel like the Cowboys will find a way.
5: How are we feeling about Rod Marinelli as assistant coach of the year honoree? Hmm.
4: Well, I heard on the broadcast last week that Chris Richard is the one who actually calls the defensive
5: plays. On the broadcast, Erica's podcast. A bit <laughs> on our, the actual you know, NFL oh,
3: broadcast say. of the game, and he is getting he is getting some uh, some love. Absolutely. So that that's a good.
5: Well, so I think the answer is Rod Marinelli is not even in the running, not even close. You, but you but it's, not even be considered. But here's the
3: thing: you've watched this defense for seven years. They kind of play the same way every year, and this is what he's counting on. You're counting on good, play, like great players to kind of play free, and it doesn't look like Sean Lee's going to be back for this game. But I don't think they need him.
4: Well, I think the Eagles offense, there's some real improvement there with Josh Adams, and Golden Tate had his best game by far. Yep. that's But I don't know about Camu Grugier's Hill's defense, (laughs) and I don't know who this guy is to be calling Ezekiel Elliott and DeMarcus Lawrence and Jalen Smith chokers. Right. You know what? Camu Grugier Hill, I'm blocking it up. Cowboys win. Take that.
2: Nice lockup. I was thinking about the Cowboys as well, and now I feel even better about it because then I can't make up a game. I got to make up a game on you. I looked at this and
3: I was like, I was thinking all three of you guys might lock this game up. It
5: feels well, good. Well, Mark was saying he likes the Eagles in this game. I, I almost locked the Eagles, not because I think they're better. I just think that this is how the season works out sometimes. And sure. There's no reason the Eagles couldn't Win like a seventeen to sixteen type game.
3: They they haven't put together the complete performance yet, and I guess as someone, and maybe I'm almost acting like a fan here because I I want the Eagles to be good, and I've been so f- I've been frustrated watching it week after, like, waiting for that complete perform. Even from the
2: offense last week, that was a little disappointing. What they and the did week against before, Washington. I know mm-hmm. they came out in the second half, but I have not seen a complete game during this two games. But season. if you it's if you even close, if you did want to
3: make the argument for them, you know the weakness is absolutely in the secondary, which is still really blank up really in the back seven, and, and do the Cowboys have the mindset and the, and the talent to take advantage of that? Well,
4: sometimes the secondary affects the run game when you blow assignments, and then Adrian Peterson goes for 90 yards.
5: Mm. This would be an epic lockup. I'm very tempted, but I think that there'll be an epic lockup down the line.
2: <laughs> mm, very exciting. <laughs> nice, te- nice. nice tease, bro. Tease that. Nice tease, tease to like four weeks from now. Ooh, hey now. That's a broadcaster. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 7-4-1, and one, uh, licking their wounds a little bit uh, nice. after two straight losses, including that uh, meltdown, unprecedented meltdown in the history of that team in the second half. I think they had won – like Two hundred and forty-two straight uh, games. Some
5: insane stuff. When
2: they were up by the amount of points they were against 16, the Chargers, yeah. sixteen, and uh, and the Chargers came back and got them. Well, here's a nice recipe uh, to get healthy. Uh, go. Well, you got to fly across the country, and Pittsburgh doesn't travel well. It's one of those weird stats, but still, Mark, it's the Raiders and they stink.
5: Oh, I mean, th- this there'd be there'd be no excuse for Pittsburgh to lose this. And no, James Conner. That's not an excuse. This is a Raiders <laughs> defense. That's given up 42, 40, and 34 points twice over the past five or six weeks. Derek Carr is getting killed. They, they, put, they did some okay stuff against the Chiefs, but they also can't get out of their own way. We talked about the three fumbles by three different running backs, which was a killer in that game. I still never felt for any minute that they were going to have any chance to beat Kansas City. So the Steelers get right in a messy, sexy bloodbath. <laughs> in Oakland,
2: you
3: love those blowouts. That was yeah.
5: I like a nice gigantic blowout here, like a nice. I don't know if that you're gonna get that, but something like thirty-five to three. That
3: was one of my favorite, mm. like, like a sh- Nick
5: Mullins reprisal type act.
3: Favorite Showtime, you know, originals back in the the early '90s, <laughs> sexy, messy bloodbath. <laughs> Bring it on. Any other thoughts about this
2: game, gentlemen?
4: Jalen Samuels, who had more catches than carries in college, is expected to start at running back with Stephen Ridley in the mix. Evan Silva from World compared Jalen Samuels to Marcel Reese, the former mm. Raiders like, fullback slash H-back.
5: Mark I'm, Davis once called the one player that they were building around the franchise building block. I'm not well, worried about that. You a problem th- with that? <laughs> no, not at all.
3: I'm not worried about the Steelers at all. They're still really good up front in both sides. Both of the last two games have been a little fluky in, in what's happened. Uh, I will say that – Doug Martin, and even Jalen Richard, too. It's, it's like my guilty pleasure right now is watching old Dougie. I've always liked Doug really? Martin. I the think Doug he's running not? kind of well. Mm. I'm, I am don't know. I'm always biased. I like his style and everything. He's run pretty well the last couple weeks, hey. Dougie Martin. And John Gruden says he wants him back next year. We so. all have our fetishes,
4: great. Enjoy,
2: and Raiders fans. Two losses have killed the Steelers who are trying to get um, a bye in a home game. they got to win out <laughs> to get to 11-4 and four and get help. And they can help themselves a little bit if they can beat the Patriots. Uh, but even even if they went out 11 and four and 11 four and one might not be good enough with the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Pats all ahead and the Texans them. yeah and the Texans excuse me so uh, we'll see how that plays out but they should get to eight four and one let's move on the Rams they've lost just once this season they're 11 and one uh, and this gentleman oh this is good this is Sunday Night Football Chris Wessling this is the 2017 Team of ATL against the 2018 Team of team. ATL. And on top of it all, Mitch Trubisky, and not a moment too soon, Wes, is going to be back on the field for the Bears.
4: Oh, you said that right because they need him. You had to throw out last week's game for evaluation purposes. Chase Daniels' offense looked like Matt Castle. The defense had had no respect for anything going on beyond 10 yards whatsoever. He can't really do much other than the wheel route to Tariq Cohen. Uh, You get Trubisky back, and that opens up the whole field. He is one of the most aggressive downfield throwers this year. His running is a lot better than Chase Daniel. This is a good matchup, and Jared Goff coming off his worst game of the season, now facing an even better defense.
3: Is there any concern about Goff and the Rams' offense? That was one of the more mystifying, uh, certainly by this team, performances. You know, once I once I got a chance to see it, I by mentioned the Rams that on
5: Sunday night, and I can and I and I think it probably understandably wasn't taken too seriously because of the final score too. But they really did get to golf in the first half, then the, the, it, the wheels fell off the Lions' defense in the fourth quarter there. Hmm. Well, I, it's not like this is a
4: theme for the last few no. games or something. It's just a one game thing. Right. So I no in, until I see it happen more than once. It was I don't just interesting,
3: any. kind of coming off a of bye. I thought they'd they'd play well. They also didn't. Who knows? They've tried different strategies in terms of not practicing practically at all for two straight weeks. Maybe that hurt them. Who knows?
5: That is an interesting strategy.
3: I mean yeah, they didn't they didn't practice during the whole bye and then leading up to the Lions game nearly as much as like a, a most But or... Yeah, they were they were meeting and doing all that stuff, but they've had a lot of different ideas and for the most part, you know, it's worked. But this is I mean, this is as good an eleven on eleven matchup as you can have. Because the Rams barely substitute. The Bears barely substitute. They have guys who just know what they're doing and play the Bears' defense and the Rams' offense about as well cohesively as a group as any, and they're going to be going up against each other. we got to start this podcast early so we can watch this thing. Mm, Good
2: choice. (laughs) I think (laughs) that's that's a good uh, idea.
4: That Dante say. Fowler trade is starting to look good for the Rams. I thought he had the best game of his career last week. A sack, two stuffs, two tackles for loss. I mean, this guy was all over the line
5: of scrimmage. Mm. I think you need the Rams to play, and their their offensive line has been really great this year. The game of the year, and then they'll take care of business.
2: Any other thoughts on this matchup? Let's pick this game. Mm. Mark?
5: Rams in a nail-biter, I think like a – twenty five to twenty two type game. Wow.
4: Yeah, I I hate picking against the team of ATL, but I have picked the Rams every time I've been asked to pick a Rams game this year, and I'm gonna mm. continue that. I just trust our coaching
2: staff. You're eleven and one. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a close game. I think we're all on the same page on this, and I think the Rams are gonna rip out Chicago's heart with Ooh. a touchdown at the end. Uh let's call it twenty eight twenty four.
3: Yeah, like I w- I wasn't even I wasn't even sure, and and listening to listening to you guys do it, it's tough that we don't actually believe in the team of ATL here sure we do. at the home. Well, at the down, home, calm down, calm down.
5: I believe in them as a team. I to yeah, me, this, this is this is the, Super is the Bowl best favorite they're right. against. Mm. And them. I a hate great team. I, I
3: hate to do it, but I do think they're that the a Super Bowl team in Los Angeles. And even though like my uncle Dr. Irvin Miller is going to be there, you know, rooting on the Bears. There's another doctor in session. It's Dr. Rainmaker We're going for the Rams. And, uh, what are, what are you up <laughs> We gotta make an odd number. You got me thinking. Who, do, who needs one and one? You gotta
5: have a win, a win loss. All right. Oh yeah. I mean, one
2: would also suffice. That would be one. He's just trying to guarantee opposite. at least one win. So now no, you're, three, no, you're I, feeling it.
3: He's feeling the heat. I'm loving it. I feel good. It's like a long process. It's kind of.
5: It if, is a long process. If you're
3: if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna jump on board. <laughs>
2: It's eaten it's up so about long. 14
5: minutes of this episode, which is bloating its way towards like 89 <laughs> minutes at this point.
2: Uh, that's not far <laughs> off. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite uh, passages in this week's uh, research notes that we get handed out internally is a section uh, titled "Tariq on Fleek." Nice, Tariq Cohen, who's uh, Who a is guy to keep an eye on factually on Fleek. Like, well, yeah. When I think like who's really on
3: top of you know trends in terms of like being young and cool, it's our research department. <laughs> Wow, way I to, didn't see that shot coming. Way to jump on fleek. Whoa. It's time.
2: All right, finally, Monday Night Football. Sorry. Leave, leave the research I department mean, out of this. You, kid, you
3: kid who you love. You know, Jeff Greenholtz listens to our show <laughs> religiously. We love you, Jeff. You used to until that moment. Let's cut this off
2: as a video. We'll send it out from the NFL's account and see how this goes. And Sorry, Jeff. Jeff. Jeff did not come up with the on fleek line, I can tell you that.
3: That's probably true. Yeah. But you know what I say. It's like if you burn all your bridges, no one can touch you.
2: <laughs> no, you also
5: can't. You can't you get said? anywhere either. No, so,
2: you know, are stuck. Off. Yeah, you're Why stuck. did you say we I know just, you say that? Made, I've never heard that I before. I just made it up. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's fitting. Though. Oh, All right. Good. Finally, oh. the the Vikings six five and one. Couldn't, they just didn't step up to the plate against let that, that simple as that. That's how I break that down. That Sunday night game was a big stage for that Vikings team and they didn't get it done. They lose twenty four ten. Now they travel to Seattle and and this is a tough ask. This is a tough ask, Greg, for the Vikings who ca- enter the season with a lot uh, a lot of optimism and the belief that they had the quarterback and they had the rest of the team to get over the hump. Well, if you don't win this game, you're in a little bit of trouble. You you are and and in-
3: for a team that had Super Bowl hopes, you have to kind of look in the mirror and really understand that you've made no progress throughout the year. You've looked like a 8-8 eight and eight type of team for the most part and that it's not headed in the right direction because last week in New England, they got out-schemed. They turned Kirk Cousins into a check-down uh, master, and you're going up to Seattle. At least he was a master. Yeah, I mean, he was, uh, four or five <laughs> yards. Yeah. And you're going up to Seattle – it's not a great defense, but I actually think they could have some trouble with the Seahawks offense. Right now, the Seahawks offense, to me, is better than the Seahawks defense. So you can flip whatever you thought about this team coming into the year. They're an efficient team on offense that can make big plays. That's just got a defense that's okay. They really miss K.J. Wright. They will get Michael Kendricks back this week, back from insider trading. Wait, that's never I thought been he was said. in jail
2: for like 30 years. <laughs> no, he, Someone's he's got he's to update me on this story. I don't know. Did he's he go back. to jail and he's out? Or I he don't hasn't think he, he ever yet. went to jail. He got, him, he got a prison sentence, like a, a, a sturdy prison sentence. Well, no, this was just NFL get, suspension. I think it got suspended it got or whatever. down, didn't NFL it, you know? suspension. I mean, I hope that's the case. I, I, I think always that thought it takes it was a little, little, little weird when these guys get buried for the, the insider trading. I get that it, it's messing with the, the financial system of our country and it's very tricky business. But it's like a guy cheats on his taxes and then he gets sent to the pokey for like 14 years. And it's like, oh, let's calm down a little bit. Come I mean, back to us, justice system. I like the idea that you think that
5: the justice system wrapped this case up in like ten days before he was assessed. I mean, it's going to take like months. No, and he months was of but, boring stories, no, he
3: was it? guilty though. I mean, that was why That's they suspended him. He pled guilty, and I we're we're not aware of the details. I
5: mean, yeah, we are wading into territory. We I could find out, but clearly he's not in jail. Down, so. He's <laughs>
3: going to be on the field, and they need him because I'm not certain they that. got a little too much Austin Colitro. They got a little too much County on Bobby Wagner to do everything. I do think they're vulnerable if they played a good offense. I don't think the Vikings I, are that often.
5: I do know nothing about financial district and insider trading business, but I do know something. That the Vikings, you run out of time to tell us that you're something more than you are. You're about to go 6-6-1, six, six which is fitting because that's the record that you own because the Seattle Seahawks are going to lock it up for me.
2: Very nice. It allows you to duck out of the Sunday business as well. That I is my like new it. trend. Yes. Um, a little update on Kendrick's. <laughs> He's facing up to 25 years in prison, but he will most likely, this from came from uh, Adam Schefter. More likely to serve 30 to 37 months, uh, but he's not being sentenced till January. So he's going to the slammer. Uh, well, but my analysis was totally wrong. It, it's just a matter of time. Next month, he's going to prison for two to three years.
5: Greg, I know you were on... On uh, the
3: other side of the field from his brother this week, Eric Hendricks.
5: I know you were on the, the broadcast last night. I'm sure Wes and Dan will be what soon. What,
2: the, the show? The, like a, the a game? and an Erica game?
5: and Emma. The broadcast the podcast. Eric and Emma podcast. Oh, the bro- okay. I, I, You listened to the one that I was on, I believe, or you did not. Who knows? You can pretend you did. But which episode do you think went better? Which episode was more entertaining to the listener? I would say you your,
3: yours. I would always take you as like a, you're kind of that guest that everyone wants. I am you know, not, you're like the I, Norm MacDonald of <laughs> <laughs> You're going to come in. You're going to be a little out of left field. You're going to bring your own little temperature. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah, Mark changes the temperature of the room. When he walks That was in. a very organic
5: question that I came up with on my own. Well, let's ask
2: Erica. <laughs> Erica, what who who did better? Just be honest. Be totally honest. They won't
1: um, get mad. I mean,
5: it's not a it's not a
2: it's not a judging
1: yeah, thing. There, who did Tell you'll me. You'll have better. to listen and let me know who you think. Will you, you tell me after better. the show yeah, privately? Sure. Dan
3: okay. Dan would rather, you know, go see like the latest period drama than listen to
2: either one of those. <laughs> I texted Please.
1: Dan to ask him if he wanted to come on and he just ghosted. He didn't even text me back.
2: That was a mistake. I, and I'm sorry about that. And I apologize for that. And I don't think that was fair. <laughs> for you to bring that up again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of here. This is a ridiculously long show. Um, great stuff, though. I know how we could shorten it. People love it. <laughs> and uh, Wes. Oh, yeah, like that's
3: the
5: only little added fat <laughs> in this show. I it. love your 25-minute-plus segment
2: that's, that's that's started to like balloon the episodes. It's into like 20 incredibly. seconds each. You know, I I like that you thought I was the one you had to worry about with the ring. Yeah, breaking. that's true. This is Dan Hanson signing it. off. What call- were you gonna ask? quiet I'm out of time. All right. The mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Closest to west, me, wedding day. Nonsense. Till Sunday night.
0: Calm.